What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Wednesday's podcast. we got Clark and Bob here, per usual. And we're looking at Mark chapter 7. And uh, we're going to focus just on the first part of this chapter. And if you're looking at a Bible and you have subtitles in it, it's titled Clean and Unclean. And if I had to translate this into 2020 English, it'd be like, this is all about following the rules, right? Like if we follow the rules, mm. then we're clean, we're good. I'm, I'm right before God, yeah? Mm. So if you look at the beginning of Mark 7, uh, Mark goes out of his way to help you know who's in the audience of who Jesus is talking to. Mm-hmm. You got the disciples, you got some other onlookers, but it also says the teachers of the law and the Pharisees were there and had come to listen to Jesus teach. And why that's important is because the Pharisees and the teachers of the law would be a totally different kind of subset of everyone else there. And so it seems like some of this teaching is kind of directly for them in this because the Pharisees were kind of those people that, what did you say? They're like, um, like their profession, their professional job is to be obedient rule followers. Right. And so, and not just, you know, some of you might think, okay, well, 10 commandments, you know, that's not a lot of rules to keep, but at this time, um, it wasn't just the Ten Commandments. It actually, you know, there were more laws and more laws, and it actually was probably close to the number or is the number 635, which, so literally, they had created 635 rules, statutes, laws um, to try to keep Mm -hmm. those original Ten Commandments. Like an example of one would be, you have to take a Sabbath and honor God. Well, in it, what constitutes as work on the Mm -hmm. Sabbath? So they had like footstep counters. Like even before your watch, you counted your steps or your (laughs) pedometer or your calories. These people would count their steps and they hit a certain number. Mm -mm. You broke the law Mm -hmm. and you violated the Sabbath because you technically worked. So Mm -hmm. it it was crazy. So in this, Jesus is talking to them about what does it mean to be a clean person versus an unclean person. And they are really, really preoccupied with food. Because back mm-hmm. then, that, that was a huge deal in the Jewish culture. You didn't eat bacon. You didn't have pigs. You didn't have pork. You didn't have a number of food items that were um, considered dirty. And so, Bob, I'm going to read the question the Pharisees ask Jesus in verse 5. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with unclean hands? Mm -hmm. Because they're they're touching the quote-unquote dirty food. Well, and because they, I mean, you read earlier on too, they're kind of essentially, you read this all throughout the Gospels, but the Pharisees are like, hey, let's just kind of follow and look and see what Jesus is doing and try to ensnare him. Yeah. And that's what's going on is there, you know, there's all these rituals about washing your hands and eating like literally rituals to keep your Mm -hmm. hands clean. And they're saying like, your disciples don't, they don't do the ritualistic washing. And so (laughs) Jesus is like, okay, time out. We got to set the record straight. Let me talk to you about what, what I'm really speaking of here. So, Bobby, will you read the next couple of verses? I think it's verses 6 through 8, where Jesus makes this very clear. He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites, as it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from, far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. So, again, 2020 English translation, Jesus is saying, uh, God's law is good, but you have made it something different, and it's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. 
Because what happens now in the story is Jesus transitions and he starts pointing out different aspects of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, you can just follow the rules for, follow, for the sake of following the rules, but are you getting to the heart of God and the heart of the command, why this is a good thing, why this is supposed to be life-giving? And so one of the ways that it's often talked about when it comes to the law is you have the letter of the law and then you have the spirit of the law. The letter of the law gets at behavior. And uh, an example of that would be don't murder. I think mm-hmm. all of us are hopefully following the letter of the law. That is the law that was once written in the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. That's also written in the laws of the United States of America. That is written down. It is the letter. But the spirit of the law is getting to God's heart and to our heart. Why did God create this, this law? Yeah. A, a good example of this is when you look at the Beatitudes, if you're following along Emmanuel's sermon series, we just preached on the Beatitudes last week. Pretty soon, Jesus is going to talk to him and say, look, I have not abolished the law. I have fulfilled it. And he starts going through Ten Commandment situations where he goes, you have heard that it was said, don't murder. But I tell you, anyone who's angry in their heart has essentially murdered somebody. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, this is all about your heart, your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. These are not just behavioral modification things that we're doing here. I want you to actually transform and change. Mm -hmm. Now, for us again today, that's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that that's able to be done. Mm -hmm. So this is funny because Jesus has made this clear right now, yeah? Right, yes. And the people are like, so you're still talking about food, right? You're talking about the (laughs) Old Testament law. Because look at what it says in verses 18 and 19. I know. And so this is funny, too, because this isn't just the crowd. These are the disciples that are asking. So this is funny to me, too, because it's like just keep asking the questions when you don't understand. So this isn't even the crowd. Verse 17 says it's the disciples when they were in the house and they're asking about this parable and this is Jesus' response. Are you so dull? I wonder <laughs> yes. what he, where he'd use it. He would say that today. I don't know. Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach and then out of his body. And then flushes down the toilet. Oh, wait, no, I added that last yeah, there part. there you go. Like, yeah. this In this, ha- Jesus bio- declared. Bio- biologically, fellas, this is what happens when you eat food. It goes in your mouth, goes in your stomach, and you go to the bathroom. And if it doesn't, that's a bigger problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Anyway, okay, let me finish. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. Yeah. So, again, Jesus is saying, I'm not talking about food. I'm not talking about following the rules for the sake of following the rules. I yeah. want to talk about your heart. And, and the, the, the health of it. And then the last three verses we'll read here, 20 through 23, Jesus again tries to put the nail in the coffin, make the point really clear, I'm talking about your heart. He went on, What comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For from within, for from within out of men's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. What's lewdness mean, by the way? L-E-U-D-N-E-S-S. Lewdness? I think it's like crude. Sexual or lustful in an offensive way is what my Google tells me. Oh, that is anyways, not crude. <laughs> it is crude okay, in one good way. Good to know. Yeah, anyways, so what he's saying basically is um, you've got stuff contained in your heart. The food that you eat doesn't change your heart. You already have a condition of the heart, and mm-hmm. it's oftentimes the situations that we find ourselves in expose 
what's mm-hmm. already present right. in the heart. And I used this in the sermon like a year or two back. And I was sitting in our den watching a game or something. <laughs> and out of nowhere, I get drilled in my temple from across the room. My son at the time was probably two. And he hurled a padlock across the room and drilled me in the head. And needless to say, I said things that were not kind. I yelled. I was like, ouch, it hurts, you know. Honestly, who throws a padlock in a two-year-old that's got a cannon for an arm? Mm-hmm. But what happened was the padlock hit me in the head, did not um, like create my anger. Evidently, there was already something existing in my heart, and it was that event that just simply opened the door and allowed it to come out mm-hmm. and for me to reveal myself. Yeah. And so what Jesus is saying is you have stuff in your heart, and life exposes it. And so our, as Christians, we're saying, Holy Spirit, would you change our heart? Thank you that you've given me a new heart. We're still battling sin, but God, would you help me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when those things happen, you know, some people would call them like triggers or like Clark, you said event. Like when that event happened. Yeah, what is a heart, heart event? Well, and just yeah. like to get this out here, one of Cal's favorite things used to be like opening, like he had one padlock and one key. And so he would love to like open his little padlock with a special key. Which that was probably a problem now because now I can open the doors sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, la di da. So, what triggers, um, what events um, cause these things um, to uh, to help you realize, yeah. whoa, why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling scared? Why am I feeling anxious? Why, like, what is what is going on? And so, it's not just the actual emotion that comes out, but it's actually, um, you know, something deeper inside mm-hmm. too. And so, and then what do you do with it? And so, and so when Jesus is talking to the crowd, he's saying, this is the heart of the kingdom of God. This is the heart of the gospel here is it's all about your heart. And Bobby, you'd say there are probably different gospels being preached today in the American Christian church. Well, so even what Jesus is doing here is just a totally new way of life. And so he literally, Oh, Hey I'll Quinn. Keep talking. I'll, I'll get Quinn. Uh, so as we wrap up, it, Jesus is literally presenting a, a new way that we get to relate to God when he says, you know, you've heard it said, but I come to tell you. And so there's this new way in Jesus Christ that we get to relate to God and that we get, I mean, now today to relate to him but, and to relate to everybody else too, um, until glory. And so he was saying, you know, like the Old Testament was... Um, giving us this picture with these 10 commandments that we can, we can live this certain way to try to have right standing with God. And we, in Israel, you know, we just kept messing it up and we just couldn't do it. And so now Jesus is saying, um, I've come and I'm going to the cross and I'm going to defeat death. So now we have this, this new way that we're doing things. Um, and sometimes in today's Christian church, we, we choose to take it a step further and we just say, well, you know, as long as we love Jesus, you know, I, I can decide. You know, it's, it really isn't remember about the rituals and it's not about the rules. Um, and I would actually say Jesus cares so much about that, that he fulfilled all of them. So it's not just, you know, on the left side, we have rules and rituals on the right side. We have you deciding what's best. Um, Jesus actually says it's neither of those things. It's, it's me. It's my way. I am the bread of life. I am the truth. I, I am the way. I have done it. I fulfilled all the law, and now I am Lord over your life. And the way that I live, the, the, the rhythm that I live, um, I mean, all over the gospel too, you hear, um, you have Jesus declaring this truth that it's 
Um, I am the way and this is the best way and the only way to get to my father to live into eternity with him forever and to actually start that relationship and see glimpses of heaven here on earth and so um, so that's the gospel truth in Jesus Christ so that's kind of what stuck out to us today in Mark chapter 7 so if you recap a little bit, we were talking about the Pharisees, we were talking about um, just kind of this idea of unclean versus clean, and how um, Jesus is telling us that it's not about the letter of the law, but it's about this the spirit of the law and what the heart of God is for us, um, which is usually a lot deeper. And so when these events or triggers happen, um, they reveal what's already inside of us and, um, and how this is actually a great invitation that we get to step into and we get to abide and, and walk closely with Jesus and we surrender our life, our choice, our, you know, tr- rules, traditions, rituals unto him because yep. his way is best. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you on Friday. See you later. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.